it's like oh 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 that was it that was oh, it shit. there was there was that was the moment that was Hello, 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 and welcome to Well Shit. It really is that simple. I'm Claire. And I'm Serena. On this podcast, we help you to understand about your 12 universal needs, why they are currently not being well met, how to meet them in ways that work for you, and how to consistently do so in quick, easy, and simple ways that fit seamlessly into your life. We'll also help you to understand how doing so will have a positive ripple effect in literally every area of your life. If you like what you hear, please support us on Patreon. And enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everyone. I have to say there is no sweeter feeling than being in the tropics in summer and having working AC again. Yes. <laughs> Feels nice not to be sweating. <laughs> yes. I mean, we're, I mean, we're always a little shiny because we're, we're little shiny people. Um, but yeah, the the fact that um, we, we normally, because of the sound, we can't have fans or ac on during recording in the room that we're in and normally we use the ac in what the far room in order to it it doesn't keep it cold but it stops it from being unbearably Mm -hmm. hot um and then unfortunately that one went out uh earlier this week so it's been a little warm in here (laughs) recording if you watch the last uh couple of chunks of episodes you may see a little bit like redder a little bit drippier (laughs) (laughs) um so it feels really good to be back in uh, a cold environment again Mm -hmm. like um i think that that might be a uh a boundary we need to keep for the future. Right. <laughs> she says, segueing perfectly into... That was smooth. <laughs> well, and the, um, so, I mean, the funny thing is, it's like I I don't think I would have known how essential it was mm-hmm. until it wasn't there. Um, and that sometimes is like we're going to be talking about it. It's like, how do you know what your boundaries are? Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, we are on episode number two of our boundaries series. It's our what series? Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Yeah. We have, <laughs> we have a jingle now apparently as well. <laughs> awesome. So last episode we we looked at what are boundaries. Like what exactly mm-hmm. does does the word boundary mean and what are the updated kind of definitions that we're using? Um and um today we're gonna look at, at like how to know what your boundaries are because that's one of the big things. A lot of people don't know what their boundaries are. They've never been taught about boundaries, they've never um experienced people like setting boundaries and seen that as I had it role modeled for them. They've never been encouraged or invited to set boundaries. So a lot of us are literally like stumbling around in the dark when it comes to boundaries. I mean, I know we were for a really long time. And a lot of the time you're like, oh, this doesn't feel good, but mm-hmm. I don't know what to do about it it because we were not taught about this mm-hmm. so that's why we're here so we want to um, share with you the information that we didn't get um, that is like really helpful and remember boundaries are one of the ways that we either um, sometimes it can ha- sometimes they're more vehicles to help us get our needs met so for example setting a time boundary might create the time in which we're going to do something that meets our needs but a lot of the time more often than not it's about stopping our needs from being negatively impacted as we talked about in the last episode and there is that component of what are you what are you going to do to ensure that that boundary gets held and that your needs aren't negatively impacted so let's just jump right into it with the The big question, how do we know what our boundaries are? Well, if the boundary is the thing that stops our needs from being negatively impacted, when a boundary is crossed, one or more of your needs is negatively impacted. That is is an indicator. Mm -hmm. So when we, uh, one of our needs is negatively impacted, depending on the circumstances, a lot of the time that's because somebody has crossed a boundary. It might be a physical boundary, it might be a mental boundary, emotional, time boundary. There's all different kinds of boundaries uh, available out there. Um, (laughs) Other boundaries can be uh, found at your local store, no. Um, (laughs) um, But like when a boundary is crossed, 
one or more need, need one or more of our needs are negatively impacted. And basically, what that means, if you go back to our trauma series, it means you experience a trauma when a boundary is crossed. Now, as we know, there are six different types of trauma. Go back and listen to the episode in full to get the the full breakdown of them. It could just be a slight trauma. Like for example, if somebody walks like if, if um, like we're walking through a bar, and Serena not that she would ever do this, like trips on a bar stool, for example, (laughs) and bumps into me, like she has crossed my personal boundary because one of my personal boundaries is don't bash me. (laughs) Like like that's a pretty standard boundary. Um, Like she's going to cross that boundary, but that trauma is going to be slight. It's going to be a slight one. It's a momentary one. It was also an accident. She's probably hurt herself probably more than she's hurt me. Um, I'm definitely covered with something. Right. Um, so it's really important to kind of recognize that the, when we talk about trauma, we're not talking about, this, oh my God, the world is ending. Mm-hmm. But it's important to recognize that when a boundary is crossed that our, uh, we're, our ne- needs are negatively impacted, which, which obviously is a, a form of trauma, even if it's a slight one. And so sometimes it's like recognizing when we've had, when we're having those impacts is a boundary being crossed. That's one of our kind of opportunities to check in. And one thing to be really mindful of is that boundaries are not set in stone. Really? <laughs> really. <laughs> she says, sounding like this is the first time she's heard this information. <laughs> I wonder if our viewers are ever like, is that in the notes or are they just being silly? Uh, chances are it's probably option number two. <laughs> yep. So, um, as shocking as it is, boundaries are not set in stone and they can change dependent on different variables and um, different things. Yeah. So it's an, it's important to know that for yourself because there's sometimes, they're especially getting to learn about and know my own boundaries, there were times I was like, but this is a hard boundary for me. And it's like, and in the situation, I'm like, but is it? And right. then I'm like, I'm almost trying to hold myself to my own boundaries that don't serve me and... We'll go down that rabbit hole eventually. <laughs> but um, we wanted to kind of give an idea of some of the things that the boundaries can change with. Right. Absolutely. Because, I mean, as Serena said, like, if you think about it, like, you take me and Serena as an example. Like, most of the time, I have no issue having physical contact with Serena, generally speaking. But if I have, if I'm triggered, if I've got some stuff going on, I might need some space to process what I've got going on. So actually, then I might need some physical distance from Serena. It's not about Serena at that point. It's me in my space, in my process. Uh, But if she comes close to me, my needs might be negatively impacted. So that space might be there in a way that it isn't normally when I've got stuff going on. So let's go through some of the examples. Um, I just wanted to add that as like a like a like a relatable example to start this off we were like what do you mean boundaries change um like they change way more Mm -hmm. i I would say that boundaries are probably more fluid than fixed generally speaking there are some big ones that that are going to be like hard no's Mm -hmm. like yep don't punch me in the face that's a hard boundary no matter the situation but a lot of our boundaries because we have a lot of different boundaries depending on as we're navigating day to life, we've got like smaller ones, we've got more, we've got more impactful ones, we've got soft ones, we've got hard ones. So they are going to vary depending on where we're at. So for example, our mood. I don't necessarily want to be hugged if I'm feeling pissed. Mm-hmm generally speaking, like, because it might be that the anger is a layer I need to process to get to something that's deeper underneath it, which might be grief. But if I get hugged, I drop into grief and I don't get to express the anger that's present. And that's as important to process as the grief is. Mm -hmm. Um, It might change depending on our capacity. If I'm exhausted, my boundaries are going to be very different. Um, Like how I'm going to navigate. I had a situation the other day where I was was really um, frustrated with a bunch of stuff that was going on. And there was somebody who I know is a, who generally is a, a mild annoyance um and um he tried to pop in and I was like no hard no I'm sorry if you do that I'm gonna end the I'm gonna end the phone conversation because I'm I, I, I can't do that right now mm-hmm. um because 
I need to make sure my needs are not getting negatively impacted and in the current conversation is what's going to happen. So capacity, stress levels. So our stress levels are going to affect our mood and capacity. So these are all mm-hmm. kind of interrelated. It's not like these are all, oh, well, when my mood is this, it's mm-hmm. this. And if my stress is this, it's that. These are all different things that will affect it. So if we are highly stressed, our boundaries are likely to be more... Um, uh, wider so we, we go back to like the original example that we gave of like boundaries and like where the different boundaries set right we we talk about the fact that you kind of have like your little house and like some people are allowed to come in like Serena can come in and chuck her feet up on the couch and I've got no issue with that some people don't get into the front door some people don't get beyond the the garden gate some people don't get to the street and um, like if you think about it like the more our stress levels are the the wider those boundaries are going to probably sit it's like, I don't want anywhere near, anywhere near my house right now because I'm already stressed and having somebody close to the house is going to cause me even more stress because I, I can't, I cannot take anything more going on right now. So I need to make sure that this is where the boundary uh, sits. Mm-hmm. Um, how well our needs are met? That is one of the big ones because generally speaking, our mood, our capacity and stress levels are all related to how well our needs are met or not as the case mm-hmm. may be. So the better our needs are met, we're going to have different boundaries. If I'm feeling really resourced and really fulfilled, I'm going to have very different boundaries to if I'm feeling depleted and I'm feeling like I'm um, like my, uh, my needs are unmet because remember unmet needs are more easily triggered because the second somebody comes along and brushes an unmet need, it's like, like, cause the effect on an unmet need being um, uh, affected is much more than if uh, the need is met. Like if the need is met and someone comes along and brushes past it, it's like, oh, you barely even notice it. Mm-hmm. If it's unmet, you're probably going to get a reaction. Um, who we are with? Like this my, is a big one for me. <laughs> very big one, right? Um, you want to say a bit more about that before I kind of dive into it a little bit more? I mean, it's it, pretty simply, it really does depend on who I'm with. My boundaries with Claire are different than my boundaries with other friends that are different than ba- my boundaries with strangers that are mm-hmm. different than my boundaries, like other professional boundaries. Yeah. Like it really, and it can be a similar situation. So um trying to think of a good one off the top of my head and we know how off the top of my head works i'm either on or i am nowhere near my head um is there an example you can think because like like i well okay so what i'm what i'm thinking is that um if if you have a friend so i think this is it's sort of in the in the ballpark it's relating to how well our needs are met so for example if you have a friend who you know wants to know your boundaries and wants to respect your boundaries and will do every make every effort to do that, your boundary with them is going to be different to a person who you don't believe is going to respect your boundaries mm-hmm. or doesn't want to or care to or they're so worried about mm-hmm. their own needs that they don't really care about how you're being impacted by things. So the boundaries in those situations are likely to be different mm-hmm. because um, Serena's going to let me know where it is and I'm going to be like, okay. But she's probably going to let me know something that is where the like definitive, mm-hmm. like final boundary is. She's you gonna you be- can come to the door, but yes. if I don't trust you, <clears throat> you're at that stop sign four blocks away. Right. And that's where it is. So then if you happen to eke past that boundary, there are 40 more in between me right. and you that I can... <laughs> Put down, put down, put down. And that's, it's a safety thing. Right. Like, and also you can you can use that to kind of um, explore where your boundaries are and, and how, what the action is you might take. So for example, if somebody crosses at the stop sign, you might be like, hey, that was the boundary where the stop sign is. And if they go, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And they hop back on the other side of that stop sign again. I didn't realize, thank you for letting me know. That's very different to, oh, was it? Um, uh, I, oh, well. Um, in which I'm coming case, inside. <laughs> and at that point, it's like, okay, so the next one, I'm not going to tell you what the action is not. I'm going to tell you what the boundary is. The action is actually, I'm going to take three steps back. Um, and then the next one, it'd be like, actually, you know what? I'm going to leave. And then the, the, the what ends up happening is then you end up then proactively taking care of your boundaries because it's like, this person's not a safe person to be around. I'm not actually going to see them because. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in a situation where my boundaries are at risk. So it's like different people, different circumstances. Like there are there are people I know who are like this to me. And I'm like, 
okay, I need to make sure I don't see you as often so that my needs aren't negatively impacted. So when they ask me and invite me to things, generally speaking, my answer is no. Um, and I will probably say yes when I'm feeling resourced and I'm in a good space. So this is where all of these things like start to interact with each other. It's like I said, they're not all like individual like definitive things. The other thing is the situation that we're in. Mm -hmm. Like I will deal with my boundaries very differently. Like I just use the example of the, uh, of if you're like somebody at, um, I don't know if there was, was it this episode or the last yeah. episode? I think it was this last, one. But, no, about was the it the bar? last episode about being at the bar and the yeah. guy? Yeah. Last one. I um, so it's like, if I'm, if I'm in a bar by myself, I'm going to probably just ghost out of the situation or I'll be like, oh, I'm just going to the bathroom and then find my way out versus if I am with somebody who where it means that like okay my safety is going to be less at risk because this other person is present at that point I'd be like actually you know what I'm not comfortable with this would you mind taking a step back um um and if you don't I'm gonna leave like you know what I mean like that so situation can be can be different the other thing is that uh, mental health or neurodivergence can be a big one um I know that your um, your anxiety diagnosis makes a big difference to this. You want to say mm -hmm. a bit about that? It, yeah, depending on where I I'm like some some days with the work we do, I don't feel anxiety. There are some days that just chemically it's it's there. It's mm -hmm. it's part of my makeup. And if I'm in an anxiety driven state, my boundaries get much different, and they especially get different with the people I'm closest to, because mm -hmm. those are the people I want to make sure like we stay good. Like if I don't tell you where my boundary is, and these are the safe people that like I feel comfortable with, right. I'm gonna tell Claire where I'm at so mm -hmm. that she can she can choose how to approach it and then I can be well, I like can respect them well and we also don't create any sort of animosity animosity mm -hmm. or weirdness it's like I am in an anxiety spiral right now like I know this is usually how we operate this this and this might be different right and we're going to get into kind of communicating around boundaries in the next episode but this is a good like op opportunity to kind of speak to this which is that if I know that Serena's anxiety is up I might actually ask her about like potential boundaries. I won't assume that I know what's going on. I might check in with her and be like, hey, like, I'm just like, can I give you a hug right now? Like, the, I mean, it's a, one that shows up a lot with us. It's mm -hmm. like, can I give you a hug right now? Um, like, I'm going to be more inclined to check in with her about that kind of thing if I know that she's in that space. I might be like, hey, like, would it support you for us to set a hard boundary at three o'clock today rather than at five o'clock or six o'clock today? So I might check in, like, when you know where somebody else is at, as I said in the previous episode, you proactively caring about somebody else's boundaries. And there's a difference between one layer is this person has set a boundary, I'm going to proactively check in with them about it. The next layer to that is this person hasn't set a boundary. I'm going to proactively check and see if there is a boundary they want to set. So when you are inviting boundaries, it actually builds that trust. And the more the trust in, is in place, then the the bigger, um, the the closer you're probably going to be able to get. Because as we talked about in the, the first boundaries episode, I don't think we've actually mentioned this, boundaries actually helps you get closer to people. People think that they get help you to get close further away. Go back and listen to the first episode if you, if you haven't kind of heard about that aspect of boundaries yet. But it's like when we know what the boundaries are, we can get as close as possible without crossing them. Mm -hmm. And that person is going to want us close as possible because they trust us to be as close as possible. Without boundaries, it's like, oh, shit, you're out down the street with a moat and a dragon and a troll and lots of razor wire because molten lava everywhere. Like, you, I don't know whether you're safe to come close. Mm -hmm. People generally want other people to be close. I don't necessarily mean physically close, but emotionally close, mentally, under, like close in terms of the relationship. And how you get that closeness is by communicating, honoring, respecting um, boundaries. And it's, oh, go ahead. And especially with the anxiety topic, like I know a lot of people struggle with anxiety diagnosed or otherwise. Having somebody give me a couple of options when they know that I'm likely to be in a space because especially in like this kind of dynamic, like Claire can tell regardless of whether I say it 
I'm, I'm in some sort of space. And when I have my anxiety is really up, one of the thing, first things to go is my kind of uh, <laughs> my uh, I don't I want to say like cognitive functioning. And it's not that but like my ability it, to come up with options right. for myself, my ability to think what well, do your you, brain doesn't operate the same way. Yeah. I think is the simplest way of putting it. Absolutely. So it's nice to have somebody that I know and trust and love be like, would this work for you? Because it may, she may give me five options and I'd be like, no, no, no. But okay. There are options. There are options that I got to choose. And also Serena can see that I'm trying to find out if there is something I can do to support her with where she's at without her needing to set a boundary. Mm -hmm. Like I'm inviting these things in and they might not be things that immediately work for me. Um, They don't compromise me, but they might not be like, oh, in an ideal world, I do this, this, this. They're things like, okay, would this be supportive for you? Would this be supportive for you? And just that, just Mm -hmm. taking the time and care and attention to try that automatically means that we're going to be closer mm-hmm. um, and probably I mean especially in the work context more productive because oh, yeah. when I'm yeah. spinning out like it's you know like there is a managing that needs to be done within myself right and so if anybody else is helping me with that process and it's welcomed like there have been times where I've done the same thing and it's like you know Claire's like how can I help and I'm like I just need to figure this out like yep. I just need to be in it and kind of work through it (laughs) and I have several people in my life who experience anxiety and I will like a lot of time I'll be like would you like my help with this can I support you right now and sometimes it's a yes and sometimes it's a no and sometimes the yes is like maybe I'll put like pressure on their feet or um or I'll like I'll um help like remind them to kind of feel the the feeling of what's underneath them of what's supporting them to kind of like like drop into and relax into that support a little bit more sometimes that doesn't help sometimes that adds more Mm -hmm. to what's going on so it's like that that checking in can be really important the other thing that that your boundaries can vary um dependent on is um if you are neurodivergent if you're neurospicy um you may or may not have heard about the spoon theory, which is that we have a certain number of um, spoons that we have in the morning and different um, activities will take a spoon, like take a spoon to make breakfast or take a spoon to go to work or it'll take uh, like to drive to work. It'll take three spoons for the morning of work or what, or what have you. And when we are, <clears throat> when we're neurodivergent, there are days when we just start the day with less spoons. And what that means is that the less spoons we have, our boundaries are going to change because the less we're able to deal with the negative impact or potential negative impact of other people on our needs. So our boundaries are going to change very, um, uh, could change quite dramatically depending on the number of spoons that we have. Mm -hmm. So it's also like, as well as, yes, you want to know where your boundaries are to begin with, but it's also really important to be able to tell how they're moving, that they're moving to to kind of check in with that and be like, okay, where is my boundary now? Is it where it is normally? Like, and I I mean, especially if like I said, Serena's anxiety is up, like that's a that's a that's a moment to be like, okay, do I need to shift my boundaries? Because that will help me to be in a space where I can better deal with what's going on for me. Um, so it is really important to recognize that boundaries are not this fixed thing. Generally Mm -hmm. speaking, they can be, but there is often a lot of flexibility to our boundaries and recognizing that, that movement. And the important thing is to like, I mean, the theme of this episode, like, how do we know what they are? It's Mm -hmm. like, how do we actually identify what our boundaries are right well i mean a lot of the time we identify our boundaries when often when somebody comes right up to them like because the second that someone kind of comes up to that line there's only a tension of some description (laughs) or like the mental processing starts to kind of whir like there's there's some kind of response in our system whether that is a physical feeling whether it's a mental process whether it's a like uh it, it almost doesn't matter what it is like that the second we identify there's some kind of tension of some description is normally when somebody kind of comes up to it and that gets even worse when they are crossed and mm-hmm. often it's only when they are crossed that we actually know where they are it's like it's like oh 
It's, it's like, oh, 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 that was it. That was oh, it. Shit. There was, there was, that was the moment. That was the moment. What was the moment? Where was it? Like, and I really want to encourage people to be gentle with themselves around boundaries because mm-hmm. our boundaries are changing all the time. It is okay that we don't know where they are. If we've never learned about boundaries, it's okay that we don't know where our boundaries are yet. Like, mm-hmm. how would we know something that we have never been taught about? And we've, I mean, we're constantly finding new boundaries for mm-hmm. ourselves or where old ones have moved and like the different, there's kind of an ebb and flow in it sometimes. Yeah. Like some are hard, like Claire was saying, I think earlier in this episode, some are hard and they're just consistent. Don't punch me in the face. Like right. yes. there's, there's not going to be a chance or time that that's going to yes. be something I'm like. If you do this, I'm leaving the situation. I'm probably pressing charges. Like, yes. <laughs> like, I mean, that, that's the thing that I will do in, to ensure this doesn't happen to me again. I, I, I found it hard when we first started doing the boundaries work together mm-hmm. to not go into these kind of guilt and shame cycles and like how did I not know this about myself because there were many times where people came up to my boundaries crossed them fucking blew them up with dynamite it was like danced over them yeah I mean yeah when we first started doing this work like Mm -hmm. I needed this (laughs) like and I think that's why it's so important to me because I would I'd be like how the fuck did I let that happen right how did I get myself into this situation and it's kind of like it would shame spiral down like Mm -hmm. Well, what did I do instead of being like, oh, that didn't feel right. Like something felt off about that. Next time, this is how this is going to go down. Right. Like in kind of using it as the learning experience in the prompt for right. next time. Like it's already happened. My boundary has been crossed. How I deal with it in that moment, you know, that's mm-hmm. relative. But like what I do with it in the future, that's really important. How no, do I manage it? Yeah. No longer. Mm-hmm. Like I may have the like. Oh, fuck moment like when I realize I'm like oh I should I should have set a boundary there mm-hmm. and I didn't and next time this is these are the options for how I can right how I can do that sorry I forgot how to swallow for a moment <laughs> <laughs> breathe <laughs> but I want to like you know as there's Claire's- all kinds of things we're learning on this podcast boundaries how to swallow like I mean- it's I mean it's magic <laughs> Right in the gutter. <laughs> Back on track really fucking quick. <laughs> Do you want to take the next one? <laughs> yeah. So um, the thing about it is, as I said, when a boundary is crossed, it is like we're likely to experience some kind of discomfort. Now, it's important to say that some people will experience this in the body. Like they will feel it in the body. They might feel it as like an emotional discomfort. They might feel a physical discomfort. Like you, like the the your hairs might go up on the back of your neck or you might start to sweat or you might start to like feel physical tension. There are some people, if you don't have a good connection, like um, I can't remember what the, there's a term for it, where you don't feel things in the body, you might, your brain might start worrying. Like you might start trying to think about like mm-hmm. your your brain processes in, slightly, in a slightly different way. There's a lot of different things that could indicate this discomfort. And it's, I want to kind of expand because we use tension a lot. That's when a boundary is crossed, it's usually the first thing people are like, ooh, or mm-hmm. like, you know, stop and every like everything kind of comes in when I say like, like mm-hmm. bring it all in with me, the pop screen, <laughs> all of it. Um, where was I going? Oh, it can just be it can be an offness. Like sometimes it's not even like a full physical or mental or like reaction. It's like, hmm. Yeah. For me, a lot of times it's a what the fuck. I'm like, right. what the fuck? Oh, oh, all right. When my eyebrow when my eyebrow gets active, <laughs> like my eyebrows like, like yeah. okay, excuse me, <laughs> or it's like a like uh-huh. when I I'm like uh, yep. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like the, when the sounds come out. Yeah, you know what's really funny? I haven't shared this on the podcast before. I don't think I make a lot of sounds. Yeah. Like a lot of sounds. Like I'm constantly making sounds and sound effects that go with everything. And I didn't realize until I started living with the person I'm living with now how much, how many sound effects there are. Like <laughs> there are like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, and, I, and that's why I'm, like, I'm like, oh, yeah. When the sound effects come out, when I notice myself and I'm like, mm, oh, oh, mm, mm-hmm. mm, mm, mm. oh, hold on a second. Why is that happening? When I feel my face. Yeah. But I'm like, I cannot control what this is doing now. That is usually an indication yes. for me. Like if I physically like 
can't control what my face is doing and I know it's not doing something I want somebody else to see in that moment necessarily. I'm like... You're trying to mask the fact that the boundary Mm -hmm. is being crossed, the reaction to the fact that the boundary is being crossed. Yep. Yeah, and it's like... And this said, this could be physical, it could be emotional, it could be mental. And when we notice that, that's the point at which we want to start asking ourselves some questions. Like, why do I feel discomfort? Like, what is what is causing this? What is the what is different now? Like, what what has just happened? What who is present? Mm-hmm. What did they do? How did they speak? Because the other thing could be like it could just be like a volume thing like someone raising their voice to a certain of someone shouting versus like there are so many things mm-hmm. it could be that are causing this this impact to us and the chances are when a boundary is crossed we're likely to do one of want to do one of two things i mean for a start when a boundary is crossed crossed remember you are experiencing a trauma at that point. Chances are your first response could be a trauma response. Now, I'm talking about what is like going to happen potentially after that or maybe in concert, depending on the situation. We are likely to want to withdraw as in like back up and that could be a... Um, it, we could be in the the flight trauma response. Like we could be running away, <laughs> like lit, literally in the process of backing away. Um, it might be that we want to protect. Now, protection defensiveness can be part of the fight trauma response. But even once the tra- the initial trauma response has passed, there's still likely to be this like, I don't want to be here anymore. She says, pulling back off the microphone. Um, or I want to protect, I, I, I want to push back. Like, as in like, no, I don't know why. And that can be the thing. Like, I don't know why, but I want you to stay there right mm-hmm. now. And it's important to kind of figure out that why. Because I think so often, like, in life, we just accept it. It's like, oh, I don't feel comfortable. Well, why? Well, and the I don't feel comfortable is almost like, and a lot of us have just kind of resigned ourselves to the fact that we're going to feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. rather and that than recognizing push our boundaries and then re- rather than recognizing hold on a second that's a boundary how can i then set that boundary in order that i don't have to experience this this, this discomfort because that discomfort is normally and needs to be negatively impacted which is the trauma and that like that discomfort could be a slight trauma uh, a slight discomfort or it could be like my entire body is like alarm bells mm. ringing lights flashing get the fuck out of here right this second yeah so um, as Serena said, like, it can be helpful to find out what that why is. And sometimes, uh, well, sometimes, usually questions are actually the best way. I mean, the, the answer is usually questions with me, um, <laughs> which is kind of weird because that tends to lead to more questions, not necessarily <laughs> answers. But the, the questions are the things that will help to give us some mm-hmm. of the answers. So questions and answers in these situations are likely to flare up that feeling of discomfort And that flare up is the thing that's like helping you figure out what the boundary is. So it's like, if you think about it in terms of like, I'm in a room full of people and all of a sudden I've had that uh, response Mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, is Serena the one making me feel that way? Mm. Is like the person I live with making me feel that way? No. Is that creepy stranger who like is like looking at me like he wants to eat me? Like, like, and I, it's funny actually because I had an experience the other day where Um, I had someone who like it was a stranger it was um, a taxi driver um, who was just how he he looked me up and down I knew I wasn't safe Mm -hmm. and everything in me kind of pulled back in that situation if I is it this person chances are that whatever it was that felt discomfort either your brain's going to start worrying more or your body's going to start moving like your heart's going to start pumping uh, like quicker like that flare-up is normally ah okay and then it can be like, is it this person or is it how they are behaving? Because it could be the person. It could just be something they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. It could be how close they are to me right now. I mean, I've told the story in the past about the the date I was on where I was sat on the couch and I couldn't get away. And I was just too close for the fam- level of familiarity I had with that person at that moment in time. Serena had been sat there on the couch. I probably would have just thrown my legs over her and had done with it. Um, like, I mean, genuinely. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can ask these questions and that, that like the, the, the flare up of the, the, um, the discomfort 
is the thing that's going to help. Now, mm-hmm. sometimes it can be helpful. Like if we're struggling to figure this out, it can helpful for somebody else who you know can ans- ask questions neutrally, impartially, mm-hmm. and without offering their perspective. Um, it can be really helpful for them to ask those questions because sometimes having the question and answer happening externally can help like things come out which you're like what the hell did that come from mm-hmm. like, or you say something and you're like oh oh, oh. i didn't realize that's how i didn't realize that's what that was but cuz there were many times like that's one of the things one of the many things i love about our relationship is that claire asks questions and she'll she'll good thing too cuz i don't know how to not do it right <laughs> <laughs> But there are things like I can go back and forth asking myself questions all morning and then Claire and I have five minutes together and she may ask the same question in the exact same way and get a totally different answer because I'm not fighting with my own brain and my heart and all of the other things. It's almost like a, I don't want to say a call and response type of thing, but my brain works differently when I'm hearing the question externally. Right. Absolutely. And the same thing is true. Like when you, sometimes it helps to journal these Mm -hmm. things, right? Because like things will come out different when you journal about them um and I said like that the first like example couch example is the one that always comes to mind because it was that moment where the second we sat on that couch viscerally everything in my body was like I don't like this mm-hmm. I don't want to be here right now I want to be out of here and I'm like looking around in the room like is there an escape somewhere and and the reality is it wasn't that the person it wasn't that the person was the issue because we ended up dating for a period of time after that I, like if i had felt that way about him as an individual mm-hmm. i probably would have found a way out of the situation i would never have gone back because mm-hmm. it was that it was the person that was the thing i was responding to um it wasn't it was just i wasn't comfortable to be that close mm-hmm. with that person who I hadn't built that level of trust with. And also, I didn't, I mean, the truth of the matter is, I couldn't trust him not to cross my boundaries at that point because he was the one that suggested that without a consideration for whether there might be a physical boundary that meant that that was not an appropriate way to sit or place to sit. Mm-hmm. So it's like by asking the questions, like, is it this person? No. Is it the proximity to this person? Yes. Okay. Now, what can I what can I do about this? Because again, like the boundary is, what can I do about mm-hmm. this? Like I'm aware now there is a boundary here. I may not have communicated that. What now? There are there are different things that I can do. I could be like, actually, you know what? I'm not feeling kind of comfortable on this couch right now. I'm gonna go and sit over here so we can like see each other face to face. There's a lot of different ways you can deal with the situation. Um, but the key the key thing about this is the information that you've come from that you get from this is the opening to a conversation depending on the individual as i said there are certain or even people a conversation with yourself yeah oh it's definitely I, I mean cuz yeah. i'm in kind of in that situation now and i can let you finish your sentence Go ahead. so you don't leave it um like literally in between our recordings i'm trying to sell something on marketplace on facebook right. i don't do that mm-hmm. often just because I don't like dealing with that. And there is, there's always, I, I watch lots of murdery shows and that kind of stuff. There's always an element of the random, the randomness that can happen in right. our world. Yeah. And there's usually no hesitation, but this mm-hmm. one, there's a hesitation. Yeah. And it's like, oh, what is that? I don't know. This person could be a fine person, but there's something. So in my mind, I have to kind of deep dive into that and be like, all right, why am I feeling like this? What's what is the discomfort? What's the discomfort? Mm-hmm. What's going on? What can I do to alleviate this? And it's like, OK, I'm not going to give this person my address for whatever reason. We can meet here. We can do it this way. We can like and I come up with the options that are going to work for me in that mm-hmm. situation. But in that moment, I realized I need to set a boundary for myself. And it's right. not even like. I don't feel comfortable with this. I'm not giving you my address. It's like, actually, can we do it this way, this way, or this way? And give here the are op- the options. Here are the yeah. options. These are the options that work for me. And it doesn't need that subtext. But that instance, it was like I didn't even realize that's what I was doing mm-hmm. in my brain. I was like, okay, where where does the boundary need to be? Does it need to be? And what am I? And what is the thing I'm doing to to, to honor that boundary? Right. Like, does the boundary need to be? We need to meet up in a parking lot at the grocery store. Does the boundary need to be in front of my gate? Does the boundary need to be in my front door? Like, like right. literally, does it? I mean, it's almost like there's like, oh well, I, I, I'm, 
like we had part of the conversation and you were like you were like oh do I need to drop it off at them and then you were like I could see that realization of like hold on that would put me in their house it's also mm-hmm. a two-person thing like I'm not gonna be able to do that by myself and it's like well maybe that is how you do it and you have somebody with you that you would feel safe doing that with mm-hmm. or maybe it is we do it in a part like there's I you, you can I could see you kind of going through that process as you were having the conversation about it mm-hmm. and it was simply me realizing there was something off and that a boundary needed to be set for my own safety. And once once I kind of came to the conclusion and gave myself these options and kind of put them out there, I'm like, okay. (sighs) It feels better. It feels better. And yes, I'm still dealing with the situation, but I don't feel that I don't have those feels towards it anymore. I'm like, okay, now I just have to deal with the average marketplace bullshit. Right. <laughs> like I, I'm not worried about my safety or right. like these. I'm not trying to figure out what these feels are. I know what these feels are now right. because and it took. I get that we do this all the time. It's a little <laughs> bit of a quick shortcut process, really? <laughs> but it took what maybe that was like a five minute conversation, yeah, and it if was that. like, all right, let's you know mm-hmm. now I know my next step. Now I know where that boundary is for this situation. Now right. another person on marketplace like. It could be something totally different, and, and I wouldn't. Be fine. And it could be fine. I right. never have any feels, and it could right. be the exact same situation. But like, trust and investigate those feels as you have them, because yeah. you might come to a, a a conclusion, or you might think of something that you're like, "Oh, this is why I'm kind of feeling this way." Yeah, and I said the 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 feels don't necessarily necessarily need to be feelings. Mm-hmm. Like you could just be you notice that you're you're operating in a different way to usually. Like I said your brain starts like mm-hmm. worrying on something like it's it, it something is something is different mm-hmm. and I think it's that something is different it's like hold on a second what yeah. is that that different thing why am different? I not like yeah just swing by after work here's the address right exactly Done that before <clears throat> didn't didn't feel right so right. absolutely and the thing about it is is that this is the this is the opportunity to have a conversation if you are dealing with this in relationship with somebody who you feel comfortable having a conversation with Mm -hmm. now as I said like depending on the circumstances might depend on the amount that you share it may be as Serena said like this is an internal conversation discussion that takes place and you don't actually verbalize any of this with the other person either because you don't feel like you need to or because you don't feel comfortable with them and you're just going to manage the situation yourself Mm -hmm. if however um like for example if it was me like Serena and I I would probably say to her or or somebody else I'm close with, like, I'm not comfortable with this right now. And that could be a number of different things. It Mm -hmm. could be, I'm not comfortable with this because of my stuff. I have some stuff around this because of my history, some trauma I've experienced, my um, the things that have happened to me in the past. And that's for me to go and work on. And I'm like, okay, that that might be it's like, that's a me thing. I got to go and do some work on that. Or it might be, I'm not comfortable because this is a boundary and here's how I'm going to manage that boundary. And those are two very different situations. There was an example I was watching um, and just like that a couple of weeks ago, um, which is the the spinoff from Sex and the City. And there was a, a moment where um, Miranda is dating uh, one of the non-binary um, characters, um, Che, and Che has an ex-husband and long story short it ends up with them all basically sleeping just sleeping in the same bed like um he basically passes out in their bed and they were like oh well i the couch isn't like we can't sleep on the couch i think the couch is broken um and so they ended up just literally just sleeping um next to each other and um at one point miranda and che wake up um and they start getting intimate and then all of a sudden the husband wakes up and he starts joining in now I will stay at this point that if that were me in that situation I would be checking and asking for consent before I even went anywhere near that situation so I'm not saying that this is a perfect example Mm -hmm. in any way shape or form um but something that was very interesting was that um Chase said to Miranda, like, are you all right with this? And um, wasn't it kind of like mid? Yeah, it was like mid or starting to happen. Things were already happening. And then it was like, are you okay?" Like there was an engagement in the uh, and then there was a checking in. Um, It was fairly soon after, but it was still like it wasn't a hey, before we do this, I want to just check. Are you okay with it? Um, And Miranda responded basically saying, I don't know. Because my whole body is saying no right now, 
but that might be because of my stuff like let like let me give me a second and again there wasn't really time for and space to like process and figure out like is this something I'm good with or yeah, is Mar- like Miranda's not sitting this. between us she's not practicing this right. all the time <laughs> and also there's a pressure of like we're kind of in it right uh-huh. now like um and I, and I think at one point um like Miranda's kind of talking through it and she's like well, this is kind of hot and Cherry's like getting less hot by the second which again like there's an element of pressure being put mm-hmm. on in that situation of like like stop talking about it kind of thing and it's like well actually maybe she needs to process it to talk about it to figure out whether she is okay with it or not but there was that real like I just I thought that moment of her saying I'm not comfortable with that is that because of my conditioning is it because of my past is it because of my trauma is it because I'm just not into this and this is not right it's not in alignment for me and that is the point where we can start to figure out okay maybe and this is where the boundaries can shift maybe the boundary is like actually I'm gonna exit this situation because this I'm getting a no right now from my body, but maybe the no right now from my body is I don't feel comfortable with this because of my trauma. But actually, if I go back and do the work and heal the trauma, at that point, it might be a yes. So it's like this is where this this kind of discussion, especially in intimate relationships, especially and I don't mean intimate relationships as in just like sexual relationships or boyfriend, girlfriend marriages. I'm talking about intimate as in where there is a a level of emotional intimacy like Serena and I have a very intimate relationship Mm -hmm. um we're not we're not married we're not sexual partners we just we have been confused for both of those (laughs) on different occasions um given just how we how close we are and how we kind of flow with each other um but because of that level of intimacy that we have I know that either one of us at any point could be like I'm not feeling comfortable about this right now let's figure this out is this a me thing is it a boundary thing is it uh do we need to how do I need to okay yeah I think I need to put a boundary here yeah that feels that feels good so like just to be aware of like like if this happens then I'm probably going to deal with it this way and I'm going to deal with it this way in order that my my boundary gets respected on it and the thing is like it happens I believe I'm not caught up in this season I believe it kind of happened in um, the episode but it also happens quite often with us we may come up to a point where there needs to we need to figure out whether or not there's a boundary for a certain situation and let's just say Claire presents I don't know we're gonna do this project Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh mm, I have some feels about it it's like all right actually yep actually I actually have an an actual example of this Um, when we were talking about the social media and um, I was like, because social media is not Serena's thing. And I was like, okay, we have a decision to make here. Like, do we want to deal with this? Like, is this project something we want to be like support on a global level? Is it something that we want to support just on a local level? Cause that'll be different. And what level of social, like we have to make a decision. Like I made a decision. I'm okay to be the face of this for the period I need to be in and then get out the fucking way. Um, Like you need to make a decision. Like, do you want to be the face of this too? And like do this as we have been with the podcast, you know, if not, we need to make a different decision where it's like, and Serena was like, uh, there was a period where she's like, I don't know. Something doesn't feel right about this. And it was the conversation where I'm like, we can change what we're doing. Mm -hmm. I just need to know where you're at. Do you want to do this? Here are the options available to you. Which of these options feels right to you? Mm-hmm. And the discomfort was, I believe, in that situation, more to do with Serena's stuff than it was because that was a boundary. Mm-hmm. But by identifying that, we're like, okay, so where does the boundary need to be for now? And then how do we manage that as you work through whatever it is that you need to work through to get to a point where you're comfortable going forward with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and there's there could be a time where all of it, like we've said that and it's like, Yes, okay, this is the plan. And situations can change, times could change. And I'd be like, you know what? This actually doesn't work for me this way. We need to revisit and adjust the boundary again. And that's the thing that's great. Const- example, uh, the woman who works for us is away right now. Mm-hmm. And we were we were doing the uh, posting on the social media. And when Larry died, I was like, don't worry about any of that. I've got it. Because mm-hmm. I knew that was probably going to be a different boundary for Serena because the circumstances changed. Mm-hmm. And then once she'd gone through that week of like processing, she was like, do you want me to start? I'm like, if that works for you, yeah, no problem at all. Like 
this like mm-hmm. this is a good example of how we've like managed the different boundaries based on capacity, situation, mood, the anxiety, like mm-hmm. all of the different elements. They and it and this is a boundary that shifts. It's not like this is how mm-hmm. we do it. This is how we do it. No. Um, <laughs> you were there, right? We're talking about this morning how like you get a song in your head. That's one of my like. Now it's there. Like, <laughs> well, you put enough songs in my head. I, I feel know, it was only I right I returned but the favor. We don't need me to have anything else going through my head except content. Right? <laughs> fair, <laughs> fair. If I bust out just randomly, point. like yeah, um, like this is how with this the, this we deal with these within the context of not just our business and our working relationship, but also our friendship and our personal relationship as well. Like mm-hmm. it's. And because we set boundaries often and we communicate our boundaries often, when we set them, it doesn't like we're not getting that impact of like I remember the first couple of times Claire set boundaries that were super fucking reasonable (laughs) and 100 percent valid. And I was like, because I wasn't used to a setting them, b holding my own. See, I don't people didn't set boundaries like. There weren't a lot of boundaries that I was aware of, Mm -hmm. like or that I was. Um, acknowledging right. of other people. But, like, the first few times it was like, ooh. Like, as the person having the boundary communicated to me, I'm like, oh. Oh, that means I can't do something. And it's like, no, it doesn't mean I can't do something. It means that I need to figure out a way that works for both of us. Right. Like, and we were constantly, all right, this is my boundary. This is where I'm at. Like, all of those things makes it easier to do this on a regular basis. I love setting boundaries. Now, like, I, we talked about celebrating the little wins. Like, I set a boundary, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. look at me. Not because it's against anybody, but because I know it's meeting my needs to do that. Yeah. Um, it's important to know that we can cross our own boundaries as well as other people mm-hmm. crossing our boundaries. Like, it's something we can do to do within ourselves. How often it's like, oh, I'm, like, this is my hard boundary. Like, I mean... Great example. Like, how many times have have you had? The, I mean, I I'm going to speak for myself, but I'm I'm pretty sure this is may resonate with you at home and also with Serena sitting next to me. Like, I'm definitely going to go to bed by ten o'clock. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be asleep by eleven by ten thirty. Uh-huh. I will be lights out no later than eleven. Like we like we do cross our own boundaries mm-hmm. all the time, and the thing about it is is that. If we're doing this with other people, what we're doing is we're it's actually going to compromise our value need because you're likely to be prioritizing somebody else's needs over your own. Like if you're doing it to your to yourself in that kind of time boundary way, normally what it is is I'm like, I'm compromising this need to try to meet this need. And there mm-hmm. might be better ways of meeting this need that don't create the compromise. The key thing to do when you notice this happening is like check in, like, why did you set that boundary in the first place? Remind yourself of the why it was there and check in. Like, what does compromising this boundary compromise in terms of your needs? Mm-hmm. Because you created the boundary to stop your needs from being negatively impacted. If you are crossing that boundary, then you are almost certainly opening the door to your needs being negatively impacted or creating your needs being negatively impacted, depending on the situation and whether mm-hmm. it's with yourself, with somebody else and blah, 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 blah. So um, it's really important to honor our own boundaries in order to be better at communicating and enforcing them with others. But more than that, it's important to honor our own boundaries because if we don't honor our own boundaries, it does not make it, it, it opens the invitation. It makes it seem permissible for other people to cross them too. So it's like, if you are always saying, um, oh, I'm, I'll, I'm, if, if every time we hung out, Serena was like, okay, I've got to leave by five. And every time she was at my place till seven o'clock. Next time she says, I got to leave by five. I'm not expecting her to leave by five. (laughs) Like, yeah, okay. So I'm going to, I may not, I may act in in a way that would make it harder for her to leave at five. Cause Mm -hmm. I might suggest that like, 4.40 4.40 that we start doing something it's not going to be done by 5 o'clock or if I'm at 5 I'm like I gotta go you're like you never go at 5 and right. then there's like this kind of guilt on top of yeah. it like which is like and and it's like none of that none of that is okay but by honoring our boundaries not only do we teach other people to honor our boundaries and we let them know like people 
people know with me. Like if you cross my boundary, I'm going to I'm going to handle that. I'm going to navigate that in the way that I say that I'm going to. Um, and if you behave in a way that's inappropriate with me, I'm just not going to hang out with you anymore. That's just how I am. Um, but also what it does is it also invites people to set their own boundaries. It's one of the reasons Serena is so good at setting boundaries with me is because I was really good at setting boundaries with Serena. Mm-hmm. I showed her how to do it and she was like, oh, wait, we could do that. Like, that's a thing. Really? This feels good. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to try that then. Like, And it's a bit uncomfortable so, when you first try it. <laughs> so wait, you're going to tell me what works for you so I don't accidentally impact you? Yeah. Huh. And there's different things that you can do. Like, as I said, your action can be different. It might be that you just communicate, hey, that was the boundary there. That might be the mm-hmm. first the first thing you do is just let somebody know. It could be as simple as that because it might be that that boundary was crossed accidentally mm-hmm. or without an awareness, in which case the person's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, I didn't realize. That is all the action that is required at that point. Then it might be that actually, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to leave the conversation right now, or I'm going to go to the bathroom and create some space for myself, because that's what I might need to figure out what do I actually need to do to manage this situation. So like first step might be a little bit of space. Second step would be like, actually, I'm not comfortable in this situation. I had a, a, a situation that happened a couple of weeks ago where I was I was in a um, situation where they were announcing an event and the event in, from my perspective was inappropriate and it was it compromised by my values. Mm-hmm. And I was there with a couple of friends of mine and, I, uh, and initially the person who was organizing the event came towards me and I was like, I do not want to have this conversation until I've figured out what I want, how I want to deal with this. I'm like, I'm going to the bathroom. So I went to the bathroom. Um, so I didn't have to immediately deal with that situation. And then, then I was like, I came back in and the people I was with had, had ordered drinks. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to be here. I'm going to go down to the bar. And I went down to the bar downstairs by myself. I then went and took myself out for dinner where I was supposed to be hanging out with friends of mine because I'm like, that is what I needed to do to respect my boundaries. Um, and I put a post on um, Facebook about it and I'm probably going to paraphrase this. I doubt I might not get it exactly as I said it. But I said, I would rather leave a space that to stay there would mean I would need to compromise my values and spend the night alone than compromise my values to be in a space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the entire time you stayed in that space, it would compromise your value. It would compromise all sorts of needs. And you'd be getting impacted and you probably wouldn't even know to the extent just And I wouldn't be enjoying it. it. Mm -hmm. I'd be focused on that rather than why I was there. And I was like, there were so many, there are so many times in my life that I've been in that position where I wanted to leave somewhere and I haven't done it. And I happened, Mm -hmm. uh, I remember several years ago, I think that that you and I were were in connection. I was at a, I was at a retreat and the way that the retreat was going, I'm like, I am not comfortable with this. I'd said I was going to go to the retreat. I left mm-hmm. and it felt great. I went and took myself out for a mm-hmm. yummy burger, had a little drink and I'm on the train on my way home going, look at me. Talk about celebrating wins. I'm mm-hmm. like, check me out. I have honored my boundary in a way that most so people would believe is socially unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Well, socially unacceptable in kind of the, I feel like the conditioning we have in ourselves, I paid for this retreat. I have to stay here because I well, That was slightly for- different because I didn't pay for that retreat. Oh. I went as, I, I went as, because the person whose retreat it was gifted it to me and said, I would love for you to be there. Will you come? So that actually adds another layer to it. Exactly. Like, which is why I'm like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care whether I paid for the retreat. I don't care whether this was a gift. I am not comfortable in this space. And to stay here would cause me to compromise my values and my needs. And I do not. And somebody else's comfort was not more important than my needs in that situation. And so that was where I walked away. Um so yeah, it's like funny because normally the money thing would be like, oh, I paid for this, so I've got to stay. Even more so when someone's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I'm going to gift this to you, and I'm like, I don't, I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna head out. I'm not. This is not working for me anymore. And it felt so good being downstairs at that bar, being like, look at you, mm-hmm. 
Look at you walking your talk. And even now, like this is something that happened a couple of weeks ago. It doesn't make it easy. It's not necessarily comfortable to do this. But the truth of the matter is I needed to find myself a way out of that situation. And I was with people where I'm like, I can't do this. I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. And they knew why. (laughs) They knew why I was leaving. Another situation, different circumstance. I might be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm not feeling well. I've got to go. But whatever it does, I'm going to honor that boundary for myself. Other situations, you may just go and then shoot a text because you can't go back into the situation to even let somebody know. Right. Like we, there's, there's options. And that's Mm. the thing. There's always like in boundaries, you get to enact your personal power. Right. It's like, this is what works for me. This is what honors the choice that, that, that supports me best in this, in this moment. Anything else you want to add before we kind of finish up? No, we're on. We're on to number. Boundaries, boundaries. Boundaries. <laughs> we're going to be on to number three, which is all about communicating about boundaries. Which um, is obviously the fun one in my sing songs. So. Apparently. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm, I can't wait for this episode. Um, but yeah, I hope that this has been helpful. I know that this is stuff that really, I, I mean... I wish I'd known about this earlier in life. Mm -hmm. And as I said, even as people who live and breathe this, it doesn't necessarily make it easy because of that societal conditioning. Mm -hmm. But that's the reason like it's so important for us to stand in that because I know me walking out of that situation, there are people who knew that. And I I imagine next time they'd be like, oh, wait, Claire walked out. Oh, I could walk out. Oh, I'm going to do that. Like it, it helps other, like the more you honor your needs, And the more you honor your boundaries, the more you invite other people to do the same thing. So it creates this ripple effect. And the more we're all doing this, just the easier and more enjoyable life is. Mm -hmm. Um, And the better our needs are going to get met in the in the process so um thank you for being here thank you for listening thank you for watching we will be back next week with part number three of boundaries 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 um between now and then remember to uh take care to stay safe and to continue to meet your own needs lots of love bye-bye bye friends that's it for today if you like what you heard please subscribe rate and give us a written review as it will help more people find us and remember Boundaries are often flexible. They're not necessarily set in stone. So we want to notice when we're experiencing discomfort around them so we can figure out how to navigate it. Well, shit. It really is that simple.